Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. And we are coming to you live. From the Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loan Studios, when you need certainty in the home buying process with a loan that fits your life, Rocket can help. It's Ken Carmen on CBS Sports Radio. 855-212-4CBS. 855-212-4227. Send the tweet. Send them hot. At Ken Carmen. C-A-R-M-A-N. Coming up in 20 minutes, we have the premiere of Worker Shoot, which as I bring in Billy Jack to talk about it, Billy seems nervous. Billy seems not confident in the segment. Billy. What's up, a, Ken? On a scale of 1 to 100%, what percentage is the next segment going to be a train wreck? You have no a, confidence in me, do you? Will you ju- I went to go, Billy, how you doing? Billy's like, I, uh, I'm doing terrible, Ken. I, why? I, 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 I mean, you sounded like the I guy who calls in. Like, you needed to give me some confidence. You gave me nothing, and then you said, I, 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 I got to get set up. And that was it. That was it. We spent five minutes in stone silence with each other. It wasn't silence, Ken. I, I legitimately had to set up. What do you have to set up? Well, I'm, I'm particular when I run the board. Oh, you're particular when you run the board, are you? So, okay, so is Worker Shoot going to be a train wreck, or is this going to be something that sticks coming up in 20 minutes? It's going to be mediocre. Because that's what they listen for is mediocre, huh? It's going to be – people are going to be entertained, I'll tell you that. Folks, welcome to Mediocre Sports Talk Radio. Because that's what you strive for here on CBS Sports Radio. We don't go for the gusto. We don't even go for bad, which could be good. We go for mediocre around these parts. Mediocre. Well, that's what I signed up for. As a young man delivering newspapers, I listened to Jim Rome and would take in the, the smack off and everything. And I go, man, I hope to just do an adequate show of radio someday. Well, this is going to be fun coming up with Worker Shoot at 12.20 p.m. Eastern. 855-212-4CBS, 855-212-4227. Again, send those tweets coming up at 1 p.m. Eastern. I want to get you to think. Now, we just we previewed a little of it. Bill Bender Sporting News just joined us. And he has his matchmaking for Big Ten fans who want an SEC team to root for this season. And I don't need any of you doomers and gloomers that we're not going to have the college football season, Ken. There's no point. Nope, not going to do it. Not taking those calls. Don't care. I, If you ask me, I probably agree with you. I probably think the other shoe's going to drop and they'll probably fold their tens too. But that's an easy thing for me to say. I'd like to have a little bit of fun. So coming up at 1, I'm going to give you who I think might be the best fit. I'm going to give you a guide. We'll fire up the CBS College Football Music. We'll do the whole thing. And then I, I, I want to get it out there to experts. And I'm not talking about Vern. I'm not talking about Gary Danielson. I'm not speaking about any college football analyst out there. Not Bill Bender. 
Not at not Barrett Salee, not any of them. I want the real experts. If we're talking fans, that I want to hear people from Georgia. I want to hear people from Florida. That's the experts. None of these writers, they're supposed to call it down the line. If you're a Georgia fan, I want to hear your pitch. And don't be going the other way on me and saying that they're not allowed to be fans of the SEC. You catch more flies with honey. That's why I'm nice to about 98% of the callers that call in. You catch more flies with honey. You're supposed to have southern hospitality? Then welcome them in. I know that you guys have been on Twitter and on your Reddit boards and going after each other because you hate Ohio State and because Ohio State hates you because they accused your school of paying a player even though they probably did and buying him a house and getting his parents jobs and all that. Put your swords down. Come together as one. For the Big Ten and for the Pac-12, you guys out west as well, enjoy it. If they play football, Take this as, even though it will be in the fall, take it as a summer fling. Something sexual and erotic. Okay, I don't know about that far. But you remember those summer flings you used to have? Maybe you got a job in an amusement park. Maybe you went to the coast. Maybe you went to Myrtle Beach for a summer, got a job there, one of the miniature golf places. It was you. Maybe you're from Altoona, Pennsylvania. Well, that's a hell of a city I just picked up. Maybe you're from Altoona, Pennsylvania, and you went down to Myrtle Beach. Up came the, the guy from Spartanburg, South Carolina, and you came together as one that summer. The summer went by, and you said your tearful goodbyes, and you said you'd, you'd, you'd keep in touch. But, of course, life came around, and you ended up going to college over at Penn State. You met your husband, and you had three kids. And every now and then, when the husband's asleep and... If you're looking at your phone and you have your Facebook out, you you look up that name. Think about it. What it was like that summer. Two young people thinking about love, but really it was about lust. And while you love your kids and you love your husband, your dog and everything that's gone on and you've been in this together, well, every now and then you can't help but wonder. That summer... Back in whatever year, when it was just you and him, listening to the killers, hearts beating at once, in the back seat of a Pontiac Grand Prix. Maybe that's the case. And maybe that's the way it'll be with college football this fall. If they play college football, it was that one fall in, 20, in 2040 or in 2050. Maybe you'll look back and you'll remember that one fall where it was you and Ole Miss your hearts beating together, there was paradise by the scoreboard light. Think about it. You have an hour. 855-2124-CBS, 855-2124-227. I wanted to get to this last week, and then the Big Ten started to lose their mind, and the Pac-12 went with them, so I wasn't able to do it. We had the great Mike Sando on. He was fantastic. He gave us his tiers for NFL quarterbacks for 2020. He had four tiers. There were and just one through four from where the NFL executives had them. And I wanted to do them last week, and because they lost their mind in college football, I couldn't do it. So I wanted to do it this week just to break it up. So, Billy, I'm going to separate into four categories for you. No, five categories I have here, five categories. I have elite quarterbacks. I have franchise quarterbacks. I have journeyman quarterbacks. I have quarterbacks who are in danger, and I have unknowns. Billy, without further ado, fire the music. Let's get going. 
the 2020 Ken Carmen quarterback tiers. We start with the unknowns because it's the easiest ones. Gardner Minshew, a lot of people are excited about in Jacksonville, but really they're probably use him, using him as some sort of a bridge to Trevor Lawrence or maybe Justin Fields. Gardner Minshew seems to be a lot of fun. He talks like he's Chuck Norris, but he's really an unknown. I don't want to say he's a never was. I don't want to say he's a journeyman. He seems like too fun a quarterback. I'll put him in the unknowns. Drew Locke, a lot of people excited about him in Denver, and that probably is going to be a term I use during this category. A lot of people excited about him in Denver. He did some really good things last year for Vic Fangio, and he might have that chance to do some good things this year. There are some people talking tough with the Denver Broncos about possibly making the playoffs. As a former 7-9 football team, they weren't a disappointment last year. A lot of things that are starting to work for them. I'll still put Drew Locke into the unknown category. Daniel Jones, same things. There's a lot of things about the Giants I don't like. I think Dave Gettleman's kind of a kook. I want to see if Joe Judge is, and we're starting to see some recent former players and coaches coach pretty well that are off the Belichick tree. I don't know if it's as much of a stereotype as it used to be. But Joe Judge has a lot that he has to deal with this year. I'm still going to put Daniel Jones in an unknown category. Jarrett Stidham goes without saying he should be in the unknown category. He's one of the two quarterbacks that they could possibly use for New England. We don't know yet what they're going to do. I would imagine it's going to be Cam. I can't say anything nasty about Jarrett Stidham. I don't even know the guy. The guy didn't even start before. Why would I say anything nasty about him? If he starts and he fails, then we'll go ahead and we'll put him in there as it never was. But I'm not going to say anything nasty about Jared Stidham. And the other one is Kyle Allen. It's just a whatever quarterback. And I'm just going by the lists that were given by the NFL executives to Mike Sando. The other part of it, the other easiest category, are the elite quarterbacks. I have three quarterbacks in this category. Patrick Mahomes. We know what Patrick Mahomes can do when he has great talent around him. I think we'll also find out that Patrick Mahomes is really, really good someday when he doesn't have a whole bunch of elite talent around him. I think if you put Patrick Mahomes on the Baltimore Ravens, I think the rest of us could just give up and, and go find another sport to watch. Mahomes is on there. Russell Wilson, Russell Wilson for 2020 has met that elite list, and you know all the reasons why. This one, I'm going to have to back it up a little bit. I think because of leadership, and he will be tested this year because of leadership, because of what he's met, and he will be tested for what he's met because there were some people who obviously disagreed with this man. I still put Drew Brees up there as elite. I think he gets a ton of help from Michael Thomas. I think Michael Thomas is the best plumber wide receiver we've seen, which he catches everything for massive yards. I don't need a whole bunch of highlights from Michael Thomas. I just know that Michael Thomas does everything right, and he's able to put his team in great positions as a wide receiver. So I have those three guys in there as the elites, Mahomes, Wilson, and Breeze. For some odd reason, there's no music, so I'll continue to go. There we go. The other ones here are the journeymen. Quarterbacks that I can't put into a franchise category. I can't say their careers are in danger right now. And I really certainly put, wouldn't put them as elite or unknowns. Journeyman quarterbacks, Kirk Cousins, Cam Newton, Teddy Bridgewater, Nick Foles, Marcus Mariota, Ryan Fitzpatrick, Tyrod Taylor, Ryan Tannehill still. I don't think they're altogether certainly sold on Tennessee. They played great football last year. I don't want to be right about this because I really do like Mike Vrabel and I think he's a great coach. 
but I think that they might have had a horseshoe with them. And when you have a when you predicate things on a running game, it just takes a year before that goes away. That's why guys get paid as quarterbacks. That's why we that's why we obsess over them. And I still don't know if Tennessee's out of the woods just yet. Tannehill's proven to be really, really good in t- in certain cases. He didn't need to be that great in the postseason last year. I don't need to rip Ryan Tannehill for that. I'm not going to try to. But I still find him in that journeyman category. I pull for him to make franchise. I can't put him in there yet. Cousins, I think the way a lot of people look at Kirk Cousins with Minnesota, with how the system was worked in Washington, and rightfully so by his manner. But I think when you pay that amount of money guaranteed to a quarterback, people expect more. I think they expect more out of Kirk Cousins. I have to put him in that journeyman category right now. I think that if if there's failure coming up this year, that franchise's fan base will start to look more towards what other quarterback could they get. And I think some of those fans already have. Cam Newton's come back strong, but I still think there's definite questions. And obviously, with the rest of the NFL, they think the same way. We don't know Belichick. They feel the same way. Bridgewater's a guy you naturally root for. I think his knee is strong. He's on an easy deal with Carolina. You hope that he's going to come back because it's a nice story and he seems like a good kid. But there's no way I can put him in franchise yet. That contract would dictate it. The lukewarm reception would dictate it. I'd put him in there. Mariota Foles, Tyrod Taylor, Ryan Fitzpatrick, you know the exact reasons why. The next category, franchise QBs. There's a name I left off elite. Why do I keep getting fought about Aaron Rodgers and what happened in the draft when the Green Bay Packers took Jordan Love? Green Bay has been a team that looks forward. For Aaron Rodgers and for the right now, he's a guy who can carry a football team. But if your own franchise is thinking about the forward, do you need help? Because the reason I think that is because so many people say that they botched what they did in the draft in helping him getting. If he needs that much talent around him, he might not be elite. He's a Hall of Famer. He is a one-time Super Bowl champion. His team did get to the postseason last year and made a run, and we don't even realize that sometimes. He's obviously quality, and they want to be able to maximize it before he's done. But if he needs this help, the way that Packer fans claim to me, is he truly still elite? Same thing with Tom Brady. Tom Brady needs help. We keep preaching about it. At 42 years old, can I really hold you in elite status anymore? Your legacy says yes. Your legacy tells me you're the greatest to ever play the position. But for 2020 and for right now, you have great talent around you. We've said you've needed that talent around you. We keep talking about how Josh McDaniels had to to scheme up for you in 2019 because you just can't get it over the way you used to. That's not elite. Mahomes, Wilson, to a smaller, lesser extent, Breeze, but he's still in that category. I find those guys an elite. Deshaun Watson, maybe by this year, will be elite. But still, by this time next year, will be elite. But still, franchise. I think he's carried a lot on his shoulders. I think elite will come when the contract is there. I think that he has plenty of reasons why he's been upset with Bill O'Brien, and rightfully so. I predict by this time next year when I do this, he'll be elite. Right now, I still put him in a franchise category. Same thing with Lamar Jackson. You win a game in the playoffs, I'll put you in there as elite, truly elite right now. Because your history will go with you, your recent history will go with you, and what you're expected to do in the future. Do not – well, fine, if you want to, 855-2124-CBS. 
when I look at Patrick Mahomes and the reason why I left Lamar Jackson off that list, when you're up by 24, you're not safe. When you're up by 30, I'd say you're not safe against Patrick Mahomes. The games that Baltimore lost, and they only lost a couple, when they lost those games, teams got out in front, they ran away, and they hid. That means you need help around you. And if I look at the other three guys, and Mahomes, Wilson, and Breeze, they'll do it with their arm. They'll will their team to that victory. That's still the only piece, the only piece missing from Lamar Jackson. I've been a defender. Downright, I've been a supporter. And from where I'm broadcasting from, that's a tough thing for me to say. That's a tough thing for me to admit. But he's left off that list for that one singular reason. By this time next year, he very well, very well may be on that elite list. Just not yet. Big Ben, I put in there as franchise. They have a great defense. I think he's going to need it. I think he's going to need a running game this year. I worry about that arm. Matt Stafford, I put in franchise category. Matt Stafford's a great quarterback. They needed to get over the hump. I don't know what Detroit's doing because every time we talk about Matt Stafford, I start getting calls from people in Detroit. I think they're nuts, but I start getting calls from people in Detroit who say they want to trade Matt Stafford and start all over again with the Lions. Matt Ryan, same category. What could have been if it wasn't for a second half against the New England Patriots? He has carried that team in the past, but because what happened against the Patriots in that game, in that Super Bowl, in that moment, we're left wondering what if with Matt Ryan. I almost find him in the danger category with some the same way I think with Matt Stafford. I just don't like to overreact to that type of thing. Prescott franchise. I've defended Dak Prescott many times over. You paid Zeke. You paid Cooper. You went and got another wide receiver. You've addressed your offensive line. You've addressed your defense. You're just going to let Dak Prescott walk? You go back and look at what Dak Prescott did last year. You want to blame Jason Garrett, you go right on ahead. You want to go ahead and blame that team for slack-ass effort not listening to Jason Garrett, you go ahead and right ahead and you blame what you need to blame. I don't think I need to blame anything on Dak Prescott. I think Dak Prescott has played much better than what people want to give him credit for. And I think he will be able to get that out of it playing with Mike McCarthy. I still put him in the franchise list. Phillip Rivers, because of respect, I put him in the franchise list. Kyler Murray... People want to say elite. By this time next year, a lot of young guys may be saying that. There's a lot of upside to that kid. A lot of upside. I've been surprised. I've really been surprised by it. I didn't think he was going to be terrible, but I've been surprised by how well he's played the position. And I think that if he continues to play this position greatly, then he changes the conversations we have about it. Garoppolo I put in this mix. Josh Allen I still put in the franchise category. There's a lot of questions about Josh, and there's been times where I think they're rightfully so. I said this to a guest last week, and I mean this. I've seen Josh Allen play incredible. I've seen him show such athleticism and such talent, and he still needs to harness it because I've also seen Josh Allen pretty much play like a drunk driver and throw like a drunk driver. I think Sean McDermott's the right guy for him, and I'm glad that Buffalo certainly did the right thing and gave Sean McDermott a contract. Those things are very meaningless in, in the NFL to some folks. But when you look at the, some of the other hires in that year and even the year previous, Buffalo got such a great hire out of that. They've given him such a good foundation. I'm not going to say questions or unknowns. I think that kid could be a franchise quarterback. And I think that this could be the type of example where you see how a great organization is able to mold a great young quarterback. Dangerous quarterbacks, I get to. The guys who are in danger, I get to at 1240. Up next, because I want to make you wait on it, because I think you're going to hate my opinion on it. Coming up next, it's Worker Shoot. It's Ken Carmen on CBS Sports Radio. 
This is the Ken Carmen Show on CBS Sports Radio. Coming up at 1240, I will 1240 p.m. Eastern, I should say. Coming up at 1240 p.m. Eastern, I will tell you the quarterbacks who I think are in danger in 2020. There's a couple of these names on this list you're going to be really mad at me about. I'm just going to let you know right now. And I'm not doing it just to get you worked up. Which, speaking of, Billy, is it time for work or shoot, baby? I think that's what that music means. All right. Now, uh, let me explain it. It's basically true or false, except work is false and shoot is true. Okay? That's why the, the the music from Goldust is playing. By the way, Goldust, Dustin Dustin Rhodes, probably the most underrated wrestler in my generation. Billy, I know you don't pay a lot of attention to professional wrestling. That is such a weird gimmick they laid on him, and he made that a legendary character. Goldust is to. a legend. Oh, you never forget. I remember the first time you ever see him, and <laughs> good old JR, here comes probably the most bizarre individual in the history of professional wrestling is gold dust. <laughs> like, oh, yeah, it's pretty bizarre. All right, are we ready for work or shoot? Let's go, Billy. So, let me Let me have it. All right, so let's start in the NFL. Baker Mayfield said that he is in a better state mentally than he was last year. So work or shoot, this will be a redemption year for Baker Mayfield. I say, I say shoot. I think he has much better... I, I think he has a much better support system around him because last year I think they tried to give him what he wanted, not what he needed. And there's a very big difference between those. We are, a situ- we are in a situation here with the Cleveland Browns where they have not had a franchise, a true franchise quarterback since Bernie Kosar. Bernie Kosar stopped playing in the early to mid-90s. It's been a long time. And Bernie Kosar didn't even finish his career with the Browns. It's been a long time since they've had a true franchise quarterback. I don't think that the Browns know how to handle a true franchise quarterback yet. That's why they gave him Freddie Kitchens. That's why they gave him an old high school teammate as a backup or a high school friend as a backup. That's why they made a couple of his buddies in the NFL, coaches and things of that nature. I think that that was so bad, and it turned out to be very bad for for Baker, and he admitted as much. I do think now he's got a person he needs in Stefanski. Not once, needs. And the same in Alex Van Pelt. People who could put him with the best game plan possible. Because now, that defense is the thing you worry about. The offense, you have two good players in each weapon position. The offensive line has been addressed. You have Odell Beckham Jr. and Jarvis Landry as your wide receivers. That's two there. You have the already signed Austin Hooper and David Njoku, which I know David Njoku is a bit up and down and mostly down, but you have two good tight ends, and you have two good running backs. Nick Chubb's one of the best in the business, and Kareem Hunt has formerly been one of the best in the business. So you have two good players there for him. I think it's a shoot. Baker Mayfield will be better in 2020. In fact, I will say redemption. Next. All right, Ken, we're staying in the NFL for the next one, and we got another quarterback to discuss. Ooh. Uh, Cam Newton. So Bill Belichick yesterday said that he's liked what he sees from his quarterbacks, but specifically Cam Newton. He said that Cam Newton is a hard-working kid. Now, the Patriots with Cam Newton next year will make the playoffs. We're talking 2020, obviously, right? Yes. I say it's a shoot, baby. I think the Patriots got what it takes. I know that they're in a state of flux. I can't count out Bill Belichick. I still think it's a shoot. I think that they got with Cam Newton. Cam Newton, I've never accused of being lazy. He's not lazy. I think that with that foot fixed, he'll still play out of his gourd. 
He'll still be physically reckless, but if he's able to stay healthy, that is still a playoff team in 2020. And part of it is that I can't count on the rest of the division. I can't count on the Jets, and I should. Buffalo, I say wonderful, glowing things about Sean McDermott. Can't just yet. And also with the Dolphins, I love Brian Flores, but I still can't count on the rest of that division. I'm still always going to be able to bet on Belichick, the same way people up until this year would always bet on Greg Popovich. Now the other shoe fell for Greg Popovich. Will it fall for Bill Belichick? I'm still going to say no. I say it's a shoe. Next. All right, Ken, we're headed to baseball. So let's just take a listen to what Zach Plesak had to say, okay? <laughs> wow, how about that? So work or shoot, Ken, after listening to that, your impression of Zach Plesak, well, he's actually, he's a, <laughs> I can't what? say it. What? What? <laughs> I was going to say he's a moron. So you are you asking me if it's a shoot that he's 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 a dummy? Yeah. You had plenty of time to think about that, Zach, buddy. It's a shoot. I got I got no works, man. So far, they're all shoots. They sent his ass down to the to the minor league system over in Lake County with he and Mike Clevenger, and both have been very good pitchers for the Indians. That's how seriously he took it. Hey, you know what? I like to say that maybe I have some influence over some people out there. Terry Francona don't give a damn what I say. He doesn't give a damn. The Indians don't give a damn what I have to say in terms of who they're selecting for their baseball team to play on their baseball team. If you want to listen to his teammates, go listen to Adam Plutko. I thought that this was flatly the dumbest argument I think I've ever I've ever heard in my life. There's a lot of things you can blame the media for, and there's some things that go, yeah, you know what, that's the media's fault right there. Absolutely, that's the media's fault right there. When it comes to Zach Plesek, nope, not my fault. It, it's 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 not my fault. It's not Zach Meisel's fault in Cleveland. It is not Ken Rosenthal's fault. It's not John Heyman's fault. It is not Barbara Walters' fault. It's not Helen Thomas's fault. It is your fault. It is your – no one in the media – got you sent down to double-A. And he made those comments before he got sent down to the minor league system there. Nobody in the media got that done. That's a straight shoot. That's the dumbest thing I've heard in a long time. Next. Yeah, I couldn't say that one with a straight face, Ken. Whoa. Uh, all right, so we're heading to the NBA here. The Phoenix Suns went 8-0 in the bubble. Uh, work or shoot? It's very simple, Ken. Will the Phoenix Suns next year be a playoff team in the Western Conference? <laughs> work wow yeah i think it's a work all right eight no seems good and they got a lot they got a lot better they they brought themselves closer as a team i watched a lot of those games the one time devin devin booker hit the deck and i saw him throw the basketball i thought he just wanted the hell out of there he looked as frustrated as anybody because he just fell and nearly broke his ass but that's because he's playing hard love what i saw out of him uh, there is some excitement there. There seems to be some light at the end of the tunnel. I still think, though, that when, when you match them up, I still think they're a year away. I still think they're a year away. I'm going to say work with Phoenix. But there was a lot of things that I saw this this time to like. I just don't believe in momentum. I don't believe in momentum in professional sports. I used to. There was a time. But I don't believe in momentum, especially if, if you go back to a bubble. Guys might get tired of that, especially if they've already played in a bubble. And I think that might work against young basketball players. They're they're getting better. They they have some talent, obviously. They're getting better. They just need to keep that cohesion because you don't want to find a situation where all of a sudden a player says publicly he wants to be traded on Twitter. 
Is that it? Do we have one more? I got one more for you, Ken. All right, work or shoot. Let's hit it, babe. Let's go. All right, so staying in the NBA, Ken. And this, this one's going to get you, Ken. All right. The Portland Trailblazers, the red-hot Portland Trailblazers, work or shoot, will upset LeBron James in the first round if they get there. Why would you do this to me? It's a work. You're saying work. It's a work. Why are you doing that to me? Is there a more likable player right now in the NBA than Damian Lillard? Is there anybody? Who? No, I'm just kidding, Ken. I said CJ McCollum. Okay, fine, but they're still in the same group there if you really want to do it. Is there anybody who's more likable right now than Dame Lillard? Devin Booker. No, no, because Devin's still too young. Dame stayed with his team, small market team. And personally, I've always there's always been a call it Clyde Drexler, call it whatever you want to the color scheme. There's always been something I've liked about the Trailblazers, and yes, that's even when they were the Jailblazers or whatever they were called back with with uh, with uh, Rashid. I didn't care. There's something I always liked with Portland. I really like Dame. You got to get in for you, you got to get to that spot first. It's still too good a team. There's no – I do not see LeBron James losing in the first round. Hurt groin or not hurt groin, there's not a chance in hell LeBron James loses in the first round of a, of a NBA playoffs. And if I got to eat those words later on, fine. So, I wish you would have said if he, if he were the best player in the bubble, I would have said yes. I would have said straight shooting, brother. But since you asked if they were going to upset the Lakers if they get to the Lakers in that first round, no, I, I have to say that's a work. Well, how about this? It's possible. What? You, that's it? That's all you're saying? It's possible? Yeah. Well, anything's possible. I Yeah, it's possible. If LeBron James misses games, then it's possible. LeBron's not going to lose in the first round. I don't care how old he is unless they have to amputate his groin or his leg. He's not going to lose in the first round. And record this because if I need to make an ass of myself later, I'm more than willing to do so. Don't worry, I'll have this audio ready. Okay, please. But, Billy, you, you want me to say shoot so bad, don't you? Yeah, I really You really do. hate the Lakers. Are you thinking with your heart or are you thinking with your head? No, I'm thinking with my heart. Because I tell you what, if he loses this, if LeBron were to lose a first-round playoff series, I don't care anything about that groin. If, he, if that guy plays in that series, and he will, he loses a first-round playoff series, you're getting dethroned. That's it. You, all, you go from the force of the NBA to decrepit old man like that. I don't think he's going to allow that. You can lose in the finals and still be a legend. LeBron is a legend and has lost many times in the finals. You can't afford to do the other thing. 855-212-4CBS, 855-212-4227. You have just over 20 minutes to think about. If you're in the Big Ten or you're in the Pac-12, who your favorite football team in the SEC, the Big 12, I'll throw the Big 12 in there, and the ACC, who your favorite football team is going to be. Shh, it'll be our little secret. Trust me. I know all you Ohio State fans are nuts and hate Alabama. It'll be our little secret together just for the fall of 2020. Up next, I gave you the guys who I think are journeymen, elite, franchise, the guys who are unknown. I got to tell you guys who the quarterbacks who are in danger of losing their careers are. Coming up next, it's Ken Carmen on CBS Sports Radio right now. It's the latest sports update with the very patient Marco Belletti. This is the Ken Carmen Show on CBS Sports Radio. 855-212-4CBS, 855-212-4227. That number is brought to you toll-free by the fine folks at Geico right now. And they got the best deal possible for you. If you don't take advantage of this, I don't know what to tell you. Right now, 
15% extra credit on car, motorcycle, RV policies. That's on top of what Geico could already save you. What are you waiting for? Visit Geico.com to learn more. I keep telling you about my own personal. It, it's just become an albatross hanging around my neck. Our very own insurance agent that, that provides insurance for my family. Car, home, life, the whole thing. I got like three life insurance policies. If you ever saw a picture of me, you'd know why. And I'm just getting raked over the coals. And I, I keep wanting to get out. I keep wanting to go to somebody, and I can't do it. I got a buddy named Craig who lives dressed up the road. I'd love to go to him. I can't do it. So do what I can't do. Go to Geico. Give him a call. Check him out at Geico.com to learn more. Because I just keep getting the boots put to me by my insurance agent. Oh, we need this. Oh, you do, do you? Oh, okay. Okay. Sure. Geico's just slashing rates for everybody, making it affordable for everybody. My rates keep going up. But I can't get rid of him because he's a family friend. Oh, okay. So do what I can't do. Earlier today, and coming up at 1 o'clock Eastern, make sure you get your arguments ready. I want to hear from South Carolina. I want to hear from Florida. I want to hear from Georgia. I want to hear from all over the southeast. Give me a re- Or if you're a listener in Tulsa, Oklahoma, or even some of you folks who are still playing in some of the other different divisions. You know, if you're listening in Utah, if I need to be a BYU fan, you better tell me. I think it should be open season. Give me a convincing argument why a Big Ten or Pac-12 fan should be a fan of your school, and we'll do that coming up at 1. But I went over some of these quarterbacks here, and, and, and I'll, I'll hold off on the danger for just a moment. With the elite guys, I only put three elite quarterbacks in there, and yes, I left Lamar Jackson out. And I read a couple of comments, Ken, you know, that's really, really reaching. I don't think it is. I, I don't know how I define an elite quarterback, and maybe I'll ask that someday. I don't know how I define it. I think it's a sliding thing. I think there's a time where maybe you can't even put words on it. You just look at that guy, and you know that's, a, that's an elite quarterback. Above franchise, part of the 1%, or even less than 1% in that category, that just changes the way the game's played. And Lamar might be on the way to it. I've been a Lamar defender. I've been a Lamar lover. I still can't put him in that mix yet. 0-2 in the playoffs? I don't even like arguing that. He's a young quarterback. But I think if you put Mahomes, Wilson, even Drew Brees on that team, you put them with the Baltimore Ravens. What do those teams do in 2019? You have one of the best defenses in the NFL. Now, remember, last year you still have Marshall Yonda on that offensive line. Future Hall of Famer should be anyway. You still have a pretty good wide receiver core. Young kid in Hollywood Brown who wouldn't put on like 23 pounds of lean mass. Good God. You know, when you start off at 140 or whatever it is, you should be able to put some more on. That kid can really tear the roof off of things. You got a pretty good running game. If you put one of those three quarterbacks in there, and Breeze, I could give you. That's a little bit of a stretch. He's getting a little old, getting a little long in the tooth. But if I put Patrick Mahomes or Russell Wilson on that team, especially Mahomes, I think if you put Mahomes on the Baltimore Ravens, there's no point of watching. I'll go find something else to watch because I, I know what the outcome's going to be. Lamar has that next step he has to take. With Mahomes, if you catch Kansas City sleeping, you have to keep pouring it on and pouring it on and pouring it on because he showed last year he can turn it on at any time, and he can do it, and I think he's actually discounted with what he can do on his legs. Go ask Tennessee what he can do with his legs. Lamar's great. Lamar's a franchise QB, no doubt about it. 
And Lamar very well by this time next year could be an elite QB. But he's just not there yet. And I think it's the same thing with Deshaun Watson. Deshaun Watson has gotten over now in the postseason. I think that he has to make up sometimes for the gaffes of his head coach. By this time next year, maybe Deshaun's in that mix. He's just not there yet. 855-2124-CBS. So I mentioned the elites, the journeymans, the franchise, and the unknowns. Now i got to give you the quarterbacks who are in danger. And this is a list that some of you are not going to like. Go ahead, Billy, let's do it. I start off right now. Jared Goff's an easy pick. I think that there's danger there. I know that there's been a significant investment, but a lot of people have started to turn heel on the L.A. Rams. Jared Goff's a number one overall pick. He's a guy that a lot of people had a lot of high hopes for. He's been down. He's been up. Sean McVay's been able to help. But there has been exposure over the last couple of years. Now, if I look at McVay, people all of a sudden turn this on McVay. I think maybe McVay's been able to hide some of the tendencies of Jared Goff. I give McVay credit. They still weren't a bad football team last year. They've lost a couple of pieces. They still have a couple of key pieces. It's going to be more on who? Goff because of the contract, because now he has to lead that team, and he has to get over on that team, and they have to be one of the toughest divisions in the NFL. I think the NFC West and probably the AFC North are the two toughest divisions in the NFL. It's going to be very tough for Jared Goff. I think people lose faith on him, especially if they're not able to win this year. Derek Carr, Derek Carr, I think, is running on fumes right now. The whole stuff about him saying he's disrespected, the parts about him having some sort of a burner Twitter account, which I'm not surprised. Just go look at his brother on Twitter going after people like us. I'm not surprised by that. I wonder if Derek Carr's more worried about people talking about him than actually going out there and being a good quarterback. Some of that I don't blame him on because it seemed like his own head coach, John Gruden, just wants to cheat on him all the time. But still, I think Jared, Jared Goff's in a lot of trouble. I fear for Sam Darnold. If you have a franchise QB, you need to pour your assets into that franchise quarterback. Two picks in the first round is very nice for Jamal Adams, but we've seen what good safeties, really good safeties, can do for a franchise and what they can even do for an offense with turnovers, with big play capability, with taking points off the board, what they can do for an offense. Will those first-round picks be able to help Sam Darnold, or are you going to end up using those first-round picks on Sam's replacement? I worry for Sam Darnold. Mitch Trubisky, you know all the reasons about Mitch. I know all the reasons about Mitch. My co-hosts during the weekday say that he wants to turn him into a tight end. That scares the bejesus out of me. Mitch Trubisky's on there. Dwayne Haskins, I think the kid doesn't have a home. I think that he did. I think Dwayne Haskins had a Cleveland Brown situation thrust upon him in Washington. Too early, no stability. You didn't really know how to read the NFL just yet. And by this time next year, I keep talking about Lamar might be by might be elite. Deshaun might be elite. I think by this time next year, you might already be looking for a new quarterback in Washington. I'm fearful for Dwayne Haskins. The next one on this list is going to get some hot feelings. I say Baker Mayfield. Now, I said it's a shoot earlier in the hour that I do think he has redemption. But make no mistake about it, while some of us want to say 2020 is a mulligan for people – it is not for Baker Mayfield. This team went 1-31 to go out and draft Baker Mayfield. They gave up picks in the first round to go get him weapons. They hired his buddy, then they fired that guy to make sure that they could get the very best. Even though Andrew Barry, their general manager, was there when he was drafted, they've made it abundantly clear that was John Dorsey's call. There's no marriage. And the only person who can save the Browns now from being the historical Browns 
is Baker Mayfield. There's a lot of pressure on that young man. His career is very much up in the air after what happened last year. The other one, Philly, you're going to hate me for this. There's no doubt that you can ever argue with me that Carson Wentz isn't up for grabs. I know that you took Jalen Hurts in the second round, and you've said, well, he could end up being he could end up being a guy who, who plays multiple positions. So you took a guy who plays a bunch of different positions, not as good as, money, as he might as a quarterback. You took him in the second round? That's what you did? Or did you play did you take him in the second round to possibly be your quarterback? If you're taking a QB that high, even in the second round, Carson with the injuries better be looking over his shoulder. When he's healthy, he's great. But you know the old saying about availability. If he goes down again, I think it ends up being Jalen Hurts with his head, with his type of leadership. I think it ends up being his job to lose. Disagree? 855-2124-CBS. Up next, the Big Ten and Pac-12 Fans Guide to the SEC. It's Ken Carmen on CBS Sports Radio. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.